Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Powertrain peace of mind. Robbie, what in the world are you talking about now? <laughs> well, powertrain peace of mind. If your car, like mine, has 344,000 miles on it, Old Red just turned that here recently, and just say in an emergency situation comes up and you have to go a couple of thousand miles, maybe you got to drive to Oklahoma or something. How do you have peace of mind that, wow, should I jump in this truck that has that many miles and go 2,000 miles? Would that be the straw that broke the camel's back? Will I be sitting on the side of the road? How can I know the engine can do it, even if your car has 120,000 miles? Do you wonder if it'll make the trip to Florida this summer? Power, train, peace of mind. How do you get that? Well, we're going to help you out today on the Christian Car Guys show, along with our regular third Saturday of the month guest, Jerry, our Christian body shop guy from Ray's Body Shop. We have... Tom Johnson. And Tom is the president of JG Lubricant Services. And you're probably thinking, what is Lubricant Services? Oh, you're going to find out. It's going to be a cool show. You really do need to stay tuned because prior to forming JG Lubricant Services, Tom was a transmissions fluid engineer at Allison Transmissions. Now, when I say he was the transmission fluids engineer at Allison Transmissions. That means they only had one, and he was the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, that's kind of like, he's the guy. And prior to that, he was with, um, he spent 10 years in the, uh, in the bearing industry, which enabled him to gain initial experience in lubrication and wear. And he's been a presenter to the SAE Blue Ribbon Panel. Now, Robbie, what's the SAE? Well, you know, when you look at every can of oil, it says SAE on that big donut on the top. That's the SAE, Society of Automotive Engineers. And so it, this guy, just, let's just say he knows oil, okay? <laughs> <laughs> In fact, since his name is Tom and he knows oil, I just thought it was natural, Jerry, to call him Tom Slick. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> For those of us who are a little I've bit older... <laughs> We remember the cartoon Tom Slick, and we're going to remind you of that music here in a little bit. But now you're probably saying, what does oil have to do with powertrain peace of mind? Aha! Well, this understanding could easily save you both a big problem on the side of the road, but also a whole lot of money. Because, you know, what could your oil be telling you if you ask? Your transmission fluid, your gear oil, guess what? Even your coolant has certain markers in it, similar to a blood test, where infection, blood cell counts, et cetera, tell the health of a patient. A little bit of an oil sample will reveal a remarkable understanding of both the performance and the expected life of the component that operating that oil. So today is your chance to both understand this technology and ask questions about your favorite oil. Now, Tom's not going to tell you, oh, well, Exxon's the best oil. He doesn't do that kind of thing. But he does... Right, Tom, you understand how that oil was formulated, the research that went into it, and people learn stuff that's on the side of a can of oil that they never dreamed possible. <laughs> that's true, yep. And so, Tom, it's so exciting to have you here, and 
we want you to call in with your question, but also we want to know just what your favorite oil is, and it helps in the conversation to get into some of the things that you may not know about your oil. 866-348-7884. Again, Tom's not going to tell you whether that's good oil or bad oil. He's just going to give you some information about your oil. You may not understood things to be looking for. 866-348-7884. This is going to be a slick show, Johnny, I'm telling you. <laughs> you are going to be refined by listening to today's Christian Carter <laughs> Anyway, Jerry, you've got something for us, too. It's that time of year. Yeah, that time of year, and we're talking, talking about knowing what your oil is telling you. Basically, what you're doing is talking preventive maintenance, is, is knowing what's happening there. We're also your vehicle, the outside of that vehicle. It's a time of year you need to start thinking about Hey, been a long winter, uh, a lot of salt on the roads, need to clean those things up, try to do some preventive maintenance on the cleaning up end of the vehicle. So we'll talk a little bit about that. I mean, uh, and there's also some do's and don'ts. I mean, you know, the coin-operated car wash. I mean, those things can be a horror house if you are. Uh, <laughs> oh, I have a story. I <laughs> have a story that is I, I wonder if I should just stop and tell this story. No, I'll wait till later. <laughs> You're going to want to hear this story about the car wash. Um, unforgettable. But, you know, what? one of my favorite parts of the show is always our appraisal by the real black, and that's black book. Your appraisal by the real black book, Robbie, and that's coming up at the end of the show. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. And interestingly, as oil is used in the Bible to represent the Holy Spirit, such as in Luke 4, 18, where Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind. You notice that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to anoint me there. That's the oil. Or you remember the ten virgins in Matthew 25, their lamps were full of oil. <laughs> so the holy spirit the comforter which we talk about often here on the christian car guy show he like your car's oil can tell you much 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 about how to get the context of your life but in order to do that similar you got to ask the question what is my holy spirit telling me how do i do that what is the technology involved i do i have some technology i want to share with you on listening to the holy spirit and I get to share that coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by The Real Black Book. Hi, I'm Robbie Dillmore, the Christian car guy. 35 years in the retail automobile business, but more importantly, your brother in Christ. Oh, the Christian car guy is changing the way people look at their cars. They need to be paid for no debt. Watching people go into slavery of debt buying cars for 35 years is the real reason we started this show. And now we're hopefully teaching folks how to love on their car so that they will last forever. And that's what we're doing to, on today's show, talking about oil and how we can get some analysis to see if it's, is it safe for Robbie to jump in a 344,000-mile car and go to Nebraska? We think that if you take care of your car, it'll last as long as you do, which could save you untold amount of money that you could use for the kingdom. Cars need to be safe and driven safely. Wear your seatbelt and don't speed. If you're truly following Jesus, in other words, if he was driving in the car ahead of you, which would be blowing by him, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> It's estimated that Americans waste 200, get this number, I say it every week, but I'm going to say it again. It's estimated that Americans waste 200 million gallons of gas a week on speeding. As I often say, we do not have a gas shortage. 
we have an overabundance of sin. <laughs> again, this is a live show, and if you have any question or comment, again, today is oil day. We do have Tom Slick here with us, so call <laughs> us <laughs> with your favorite oil, and Tom will share something about that that really, he has amazed me. I've, I, I had a chance to spend a lot of time with him yesterday. I've talked to him on the phone numbers of times. We are really, really, really blessed to have him in the studio. He is going to give us some understanding today. I don't know where else you would get it. But in order for you to engage, you got to call us, 866-348-7884. And as always, all this information is at ChristianCarGuy.com. If you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, there you're going to find all the stuff about JG Lubricants, their services, what they do, how they can check your oil, those kind of things. But also, there's a Jesus' labor of love. We're free car repair for single moms and widows across the country. Jerry's a big part of that. We love that. And, of course, podcasts of all previous shows, all sorts of articles on car maintenance, etc., how long you should keep your car, how to find a mechanic, all sorts of articles like that, all at ChristianCarGuy.com now. Hey, Robbie, before you go, while we're in the first segment, I just want to just, just make a quick mention. This past week, just all of our prayers need to be up for those in the Boston area and those whose lives were changed drastically um, that Monday afternoon and, and, and also just the men and women that uh, serve this country as firefighters and police officers and just the amazing job they did. It, you know, it, it makes you proud as an American, but also, as Tom mentioned earlier, the only way you ever see a difference is what people do with Christ. Amen to that. Amen. And, and, and realize that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces in high places. And this Muslim Brotherhood, Al-Qaeda, you know, the Chesnian people, the Muslim, they're still people. But they're listening to the wrong father, the father of yeah. lies. And so, you know, our, our combatant against that is the very thing you mentioned. It's yep. prayers. It's, it's, it's reaching out to these people in love because that's how you find out. We got Rod is in Prospect, North Carolina, and he is interested in oil. Yeah, Rod, right. welcome to the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Thank you. I got a question for Tom, and I just wonder if he can explain pretty much the difference between synthetic oil and standard or regular oil, just uh, how come you can get a lot more mileage out of it, synthetic and so on. Well, Rod, that is an amazingly good question, and unfortunately we got to go to a break right this second, which the best part of that is you get to hear the Tom Slick theme as we come <laughs> in. <into> the... <laughs> but we're going to answer that question when we come back. Thank you for calling in, Rod. We need to hear from you. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. Stay tuned. We're going to hear more from Rod. Tom Slick, it's going to be amazing. Stay tuned. No such word has failed to Tom Slick. We have Tom Slick with us in the studio today. <laughs> he is the president of JG Lubricant Services. But more, the cool thing about JG Lubricant Services is that they, they're, they're not deciding what's the best oil or the worst oil, but they just simply analyze oil to show you what may be in your oil that could tell you, gee, is it safe to go on that 300-mile trip down to Florida or whatever you got? You know, he can determined through that we're going to talk a lot about that but we have 
this is a great opportunity for you to call in and ask those questions about oil you always wondered because again he was on the SAE he understands that you know that's the thing on the top of the can of oil you know he 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 has spoken to that uh, blue ribbon panel and so he has this information rod called in at 866 348 7884 and his question rod just we lost rod rod's question but we'll let him he 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 got off during the break but okay. his question is What's the difference between synthetic and regular motor oil? Uh, there's a, if you look at a synthetic oil, a true synthetic oil is what, there's a big word that describes it. It's called a polyalpha olefin. You don't have to remember that. It's a that. polyalpha olefin. <laughs> <laughs> there's not going to be a test, so. But, is that like the Pollyanna syndrome? Uh, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> That's probably the biggest word you're, you'll hear today. Maybe not, but probably is. But anyway, original synthetics, they're man-made. They're put together by ethylene molecules. You build it up. But let's talk about the true difference between synthetics and non-synthetics. Synthetics have uh, some claims to fame, let's call it. One of them is low temperature performance. They're very good at low temperature pumpability and flowability. Uh, They'll enable oils to flow at a very low temperature. Uh, Their other claim to fame is they're very good at heat resistance. They'll stand up to heat very well. And that's just because that's the way the molecules are put together. They're all the same. Uh, There's little chance for these molecular chains to be broken and for oxygen to connect and start the oxidation process. Uh, That's a short study in chemistry. But uh, so if you have a synthetic oil versus a what would normally we would call a mineral-based oil, which would be a non-synthetic oil. If you have those two oils, a synthetic may do you some good and it may not do you as much good as you think. So you pay a lot of money for this synthetic. But the thing is, all synthetics are not created equal. Some have better shear stability than others. Now, what do I mean by shear stability? Really? Shear stability is it's... Sounds like a problem Robbie has. (laughs) (laughs) You got a medication for that? Uh, shear stability means it, it, there's a there's an attribute in an oil called viscosity, and that's its resistance to flow. That's its thickness of the oil, and it's to be maintained at a certain certain number. Uh, but that changes over time. Most oils will shear over time, uh, w- which there's a lot of mathematics in that. But when, it's, when but you're what happens shear, is it thins is it, out. Okay, it gets it thin. thins out. It gets yeah. skinny. Right, right. So you can have the best oil in the world. You can have a pure synthetic oil. Uh, and you wouldn't know any of this unless you're doing oil analysis. What happens is some oils will thin out faster than others. And it happens because of mechanical forces that are contacting the oil. Gears and bearings and bushings and things like that, torque converters. Uh, everything is thinning out that oil over time. And just because you have a synthetic oil that stands up to heat really well doesn't mean that it won't shear over time and lose viscosity. And at some point you'll have to change it. Uh, so... And one of the things that you, that you, when I know through this oil analysis that you provide through JG, is that if your car is leaking fuel into the system or if it's leaking antifreeze into the system, you could have an unbelievably expensive oil. It's not going to overcome those factors. That's right. And it comes down to this. Uh, Anything that leaks into this oil is not oil. And so you no longer have oil. You have a different, in the industry it's called, you have a different species living in the engine you know you have you have a mixture you don't have pure oil in there you have you could have coolant leaking in you could have uh, fuel leaking in the first thing the fuel does is thin out the oil which if you don't know it's 
being thinned out. You, you, you know, you're going by the idiot, idiot light on the dash. The idiot light doesn't measure that. It doesn't know anything about contaminants getting into the oil. So you can damage your engine by getting too thin of oil and it'll, you right, know, if you had a leaky injector or something that you would never smell or know. Yes, that's correct. Or if you had a miniature hole in the, in the head gasket. These are things that your oil could be telling you. We're going to talk a lot about that. But we got Kurt has been hanging on forever in Salt Lake City. We're hoping he's still there. Kurt, you're on the Christian Car Guys show. Good morning. I haven't been holding on forever, but I'm still here. Ah, well, it's true. It's not forever. Eternity is a long time. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but anyway, Kurt, you have a great question. Go ahead and well, fire, fire it at question. Tom Slate. The question I have is, I've, I have a, an older, it's a 2001 Dodge pickup. It's got about 170,000 miles on. I've always been religious on changing the oil, but I've run, I run a 1030 in excess of what the manufacturer recommends. And I was wondering, it's used and starting to use a little oil, like a quart every, about every 1,500. And I yes. thought maybe I should go up to a, uh, a heavier weight oil, a 1040 or maybe a 2050, or use an additive. I'm not sure what to do. Uh, my first answer to you, Kurt, right? Yeah, uh, Kurt. Kurt, uh, the, the first answer would be don't add an additive. Uh, no. I would not recommend that. Now, there's a lot of people out there that might say, hey, wait a minute, you're bad-mouthing additives. Well, what you, have to, what you have to realize is that oils are fully formulated as they're bought off the shelf. And that means uh, there's been a bunch of Ph.D. organic chemists through a lot of time and money into uh, putting that oil together with an oil company. And these are the additive companies that have all the smarts to do this. But anyway, uh, that's a fully formulated oil. So don't, oil, don't really mess around with uh, putting a top treat on it. That's not needed. Okay. Uh, but w if, you know, most cars today recommend a 5W30, you don't okay. need the 5W because the, the W, by the way, means winter. So it's formulated to start well in the winter time, but you know if you're in a warm climate, you really don't need that. So you'll right. you would normally run a 10W30. You could go to a 10W40, uh, and that would increase the viscosity and would probably help in leaky situations where you might be leaking around the rings and things like that. Right. But but if you're doing oil analysis, we can act, we will actually measure viscosity and how it changes over time. Does that help? It does help. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for your hey, you call. You guys have a great day. Now, now that just lead. Thank you, Kurt, very much. God bless you. And that uh, that leads to my question with Old Red, which you know it has 344,000 miles on it, and and when I got a crate engine, yep. they said with this crate engine you need to switch to a 20 W50, is what they actually recommended, um, because the clearances were different. Who the, told you The that, people though? that manufacture the engine. Okay. Okay. They recommended that we right. switch to this thicker oil. Um, again, I live in North Carolina, so the 20W part, it always starts fine. But I'm curious as to your thoughts about that. Um, what was it originally? What was the re recommendation originally? It was originally 10W30. 10W30. Uh, boy, I'd be a little bit scared of the 50 weight because uh, the way the thing works is the, an engine's designed to flow oil. And it has what's called orifices. These are little tiny holes where the oil Oh, we're going to find out about oil. This is a slick <laughs> show. you got to stay tuned. But we got to hear from you. What's your oily question? Or what is your favorite oil? 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. How about powertrain? Peace of mind. You're going to find out more. Stay tuned. Catch your kicks. All the 6 to 6. 
Cruise through St. Louis, Chaplin, Missouri, Oklahoma City looks so, so pretty. As you take off across the country, do you have power, train, peace of mind? How can you get that through oil analysis? That's what we're talking about today here on the Christian Car Guy Show with our very own Tom Slick and Jerry from Ray's Body Shop. We're going to get some tips on how to uh, get some spring maintenance done to your car's body. But before we do that, we are blessed, really, to have... Amazon Hammond with us. He's a chief engineer of electrified powertrains with Ford because we got big news coming out of Ford. The KBB.com has named their 10 best green cars. And Mazda, Ford's, Ford's on the list? Yes, we are really fortunate to uh, have three of our vehicles on the top 10 best green cars of KBB. So when they go looking for, is it, it what color green are those? Is, is it a, the lime green or more the, the <laughs> <laughs> British it's, racing uh, green? Yeah. At, at one point, Henry Ford, the great Henry Ford said, you can have any color as long as it's black. Well, today, I mean, his great grandson said, you can have any Ford as long as it's green. Well, it is happening. Uh-huh. Uh, fuel economy is becoming a reason to buy a Ford. And uh, this promise is coming true. Uh, our vehicles are greener than ever. And they come in all different colors, but they're all environmentally friendly. Yeah, the Ford Focus and the Ford C-Max Energy Plug-In. What, tell us about that car. The C-Max Energy Plug-In is the most affordable uh, plug-in vehicle in America. It is uh, a vehicle that can get you 620-mile range, total range, with a fully charged battery and a full tank gas. It works uh, like an electric vehicle. You can drive like an electric vehicle fully on the electric motor up to 21 miles uninterrupted. And then um, it can switch at that point. It will switch to a hybrid operation where it alternates between the um, uh, gasoline engine and the electric motor as the computer sees fit to maximize the efficiency of the vehicle. And then rounding after this big three, you got the Lincoln MKZ. The Lincoln MKZ hybrid, uh, like you mentioned, rounds up our uh, electrified powertrain vehicle offering. It, uh, we have six vehicles on the market now. We have the Fusion hybrid and Fusion plug-in hybrid. We have a C-Max hybrid and the C-Max Energy plug-in that we mentioned, the Lincoln MKZ Hybrid, and the Focus Full Electric. Wow, that's that's great news. And we are so thankful for you guys' better ideas and, and helping us all stay a little bit greener. I appreciate you being on with us today, Mason. Thank you for having me. God bless you. Thank you very much. God bless you. All right, we are we're still oiling it, but but in between the oil, we gotta get we gotta get to the car's body because it's not just <laughs> You know, if, if if things start rusting apart, Jerry, then we can't, the oil doesn't do you any good. Absolutely. You know, the, the thing is, and this morning I'm really talking, biggest part is just, just maintenance of the vehicle, knowing your automobile and knowing your car, truck, or whatever it may be. You know, one thing that in the winter and stuff with all the salt on the roads and the contaminants that it picks up, you know, it's just a great time. You start coming in like this morning, we're talking about beautiful weather out there. Go by and somehow spend three or four hours on your vehicle 
And what you want to do is just really just sort of flush all those body components out, get them good and clean, get all that contaminant out of there, get your coat of wax on it. But, you know, also one of the things I always like to mention to people, because I see this horror story on a regular basis where people will go into the coin-operated car wash. I, and I, I promised and a story here. <laughs> okay, so here's, let me set the scene. All right, we, I'm working at this point in time at Royal Pontiac in Raleigh, North Carolina, and we have in stock this two model year old car in other words it it was like 1979 but we still had a brand new 1977 t-type something or other that was on the lot this was a it was a pontiac phoenix maybe it was this was a long time ago and this car was brand new but we had been trying for two years to sell it and it was a really unusual color and if you're in the car business you know what i'm talking about when it's one thing to have a one-year-old car it's another thing to have a two-year-old brand new car that's never been sold so we're doing everything in the world to sell this car we finally sell the car on one saturday and we have one of these car washes out back so i say go take the car out back and put it in the car wash <laughs> the car wash the, they did that you're supposed to take the antenna off the car before <laughs> they, they failed to take the antenna off the car sometimes okay? they get removed on the way through don't they <laughs> so the antenna it took the antenna and somehow or another wrapped it around <laughs> The, the brush and proceeded to beat uh, it beat this poor phoenix into a pulp and because pieces of the phoenix started to come up come off the mirrors etc got wrapped up into the brushes as well and now all these pieces of the car were beating itself of course the guy had walked away when he comes back the car was being picked up and literally shaken by this car wash and into pieces and so I get this call. I'm the general. Say, Robbie, can you come back here a minute? It's a little problem in the cleanup bay. <laughs> this car is a total loss. And the people are in the business office literally signing the papers on their brand new car. And Robbie's got to go in there and say, um, we might want to pick out another car. There's been a small problem with the cleanup on your car. <laughs> Am I lying? That's Absolutely. that's the stuff that's, that happens. You know, and, you, and it's funny, man, that happens. But one thing, those car washes you go through if they got a brush is what they're doing, they're removing your wax, they're removing your 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 clear coat. They're just it's almost like going your and ultra finding. Yeah. Your but one thing, even if even got. if it doesn't jerk any parts <laughs> off, you're removing <laughs> it's just like going through a a, a a sanding process because you're abrasively cutting into the the finish of the automobile and you know you even go into the the ones who use the wands and stuff you go and you have to worry about that because guys and stuff will put that thing right up against it and i've seen it remove striping remove clear coat remove paint remove moldings just be careful with that it's great I, I use the wand when i go because i like to get up in the wheelhouses and flush everything out real real good but another thing to always remember when you go through those things and they have that uh the, the tire wash where you put that on there with these new wheels aluminum wheels chrome wheels and even some of the hubcaps you put on there that stuff will destroy those so i mean know what you're doing that's what i always say stay away from the the purple power you spray on the, the there's tires nothing like yeah. a good old hose and some lux liquid Absolutely. out back you know just a sponge nothing fancy a clean one and, and, and another thing is start at the top of the vehicle. Why would you start at the top of the vehicle, Robbie? Because you don't want to get the grunge off the bottom of the car and then use that to 
I'll go all over the hood and the roof, especially the hood, because that's what you look out and you see all those scratches. <laughs> it's just not pretty. It's not pretty. There's 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 technology. It's 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 phenomenal. But just like there's basics in washing a car, there's basics in oil analysis that 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 information that's readily available to us. And we are blessed to have Tom here with JG Lubrication Lubricant Services. Now, Tom, why would you recommend? We do have another couple of questions that listeners are asking. Okay. But why would you recommend that 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 especially somebody that travels a lot has and Old Red's going to get this by the way oil analysis. What's the deal with that? Well, uh, we look at several things. Uh, first, we look at the oil itself. We can tell. Uh, whether the oil is still useful or not, uh, whether it still can stand up to heat, whether it's still maintain its vis- maintaining its viscosity, its thickness. proper thickness. Right. Yep. Uh, we can tell if it's got the right additives. By that, we look at metals. Uh, all additives used in the oil are metal-based, so we look at certain metals to see how those are doing. And then we look at how changes in the oil that may be happening uh, how the engine or transmission or whatever the oil's living in, we look at how that equipment responds to those changes in the oil. And what that is, is is uh, we're looking at the wear metals coming off, primarily iron and copper and lead and tin and those sorts of things. And then we look for contaminants in the oil, and that's anything that's not oil. It could be coolant. It could be an internal fuel leak from a cracked injector. Uh, it could be soot if the in- engine's not running properly. Uh, and, and we have three different levels of kits, and, and they measure various things, and that's all on our website. But And the neat thing about that is you'll get a report that says, you know, warning, warning, Will Robinson. <laughs> you know, you got so much copper in your oil that it would appear your bearings are on their way out. Not a good time to go to Oklahoma, Robbie. Uh, and and right. those kind of things, which is, is what's behind this. Now, you know, while the, the man from Ford called in and whatever, Lady... Uh, asked before we get to Ron in Boone, Iowa, who's also got a question for us. But she said, uh, Susan wanted to know, uh, what makes a car use more oil than they need? Than you know, like my wife's car, for example, yeah. it uses a quart of oil every thousand miles. You can just count on it. Yeah, well, what happens is a couple of things. Uh, as the engine gets older and older, and, it, you know, this is all predictable, and, you know, uh, it's, it's sort of... Uh, secret to all the engine manufacturers but but they know the life of the engine and and it's it's it goes from x amount of miles to x amount of miles and they know that but all engines wear at some rate and as the engine wears things get more loose you know that you have some uh, piston cylinder wear you have piston wear you have piston ring wear and all that provides a leak path so if the oil is also getting thinner uh, you'll get what's called blow-by, and it'll, that, that means that uh, combustion products, along with the oil, will blow past the piston rings, and then that's, that's where you get what oil that consumption. Means you start for those of us who are not really gifted completely in the engine technology, that what happens is, you know, those spark plugs that go off that make the engine go? They're burning your oil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's that, the oil's yeah. getting up there where the gas is supposed to be, and it's going kablooey, and it's coming out your tailpipe. Boom. Yeah, if you got blue smoke coming out your tailpipe, that's a sure sign you're burning oil. And if it's white, you've got a coolant leak, and you're burning coolant. But it, I tell my wife, and you might you might correct me, that I know that her car burns a, th- a quart of oil every thousand miles. But I think all's good. I, 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 it's not time to replace the engine because it's using a quart of oil every thousand. Now, if it was using a quart of oil every hundred miles, that might be another story. 
But it's not the end of the world if it's not fouling the spark plugs, is it, Tom? No, no, that's right. And and what you, one of the things in engine oil analysis does for you is you let it lets you see whether the rate that your oil's changing or you're producing wear metals is normal or not. You know, everything changes with time and everything wears with time and the oil changes and the engine changes. But as long as you're in a standard rate of de- degradation and, and I don't want to get too much into plotting data and things like that, but as things change, like my life, <laughs> the standard rate of degradation, <laughs> you know, things, things degrade at a certain rate. Well, we can tell whether that's normal or abnormal. Right. And then we'll tell you that on a report. Well, we got Ron is in Boone, Iowa. Ron, we appreciate you calling in. You're on the Christian Car Guys show. He's got a question about additives. Hi, guys. How's it going today? Wonderful. Hi, Ron. Um, I used, or I'm using a Teflon-based oil additive. Um, I've used it in my vehicle since um, I had a 72 charger. Um, and then I had an 84 Shelby charger, and I used it in that car all the time. I uh, drove it to 406,000 miles, I believe it was. All right. Had to get rid of My it kind of guy, Ron. The, I mean, did did you have a was, name for that car that went 400,000 uh, miles? Unfortunately, no. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, I had to get rid of it because basically it was structurally in bad condition. It was rust everywhere. and But the engine itself, um, it was still using like a quarter every 2,000. Yep. And I was getting about an average of 35, 36 miles to gallon with it, even after that many miles. And I was just wondering, what are your thoughts on those kind of additives? Are they a good thing? Because to me, it seems that the one that I was using anyway uh, kind of proved itself in the longevity of the vehicle. Uh, yeah, you've got information there. You've got personal information that, 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 uh, that, it, that it did a good job. And so I, I'm not here today to talk about uh, additives specifically, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Slick Willie's, you know, ABC ointment or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there are a lot of those additives out there. Whether or not they do a good job is, is something that we do. We measure mm-hmm. those things. And so, you know, I, I always say, uh, in God we trust, everybody <laughs> else has to have data. Sure. And so, uh, <laughs> and so... You've got you've got data b- because you have a history, uh, but you know what we do is provide data that shows you whether or not uh, the oil you're buying or the additive you're buying is really doing a good job or not. And that's mm-hmm. you know so that's what you want to do is is if you're doing oil analysis, you have the data that shows you uh, whether or not the oil is performing as expected or uh, uh, as the salesman said it would. And so, you know, it tells you whether you're getting a good value on that or not. And it would tell you, obviously, because the Teflon idea was to reduce the wear of the bearings and those kind of right. things. Right, so you should expect less wear. And so you would see less of those kind of metals when you got your oil analysis, which is not expensive, by the way. It's it's really inexpensive and certainly could save you tons of money. All the information's at ChristianCarGuy.com. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate it very much. God no, bless thanks, you. Ron. You bet. Thank you. All right, we got to move into our appraisal by the real black book. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, a crowd for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. We talked about that there's some technology, like you can listen to your oil because it might be telling you there's trouble ahead. Well, the Holy Spirit, you can listen to him, and he might be telling you there's trouble ahead. But what's the technology? You hear Tom, you know, there's a lot of stuff. What is the technology and hearing from the Holy Spirit? That's what we're going to talk about. When we come back, so you don't want to miss this part, stay tuned.
So how do you hear from God? How do you hear from the Holy Spirit? How do you hear from Jesus? There's a whole mouthful right there. What's the technology involved? Well, I know some things about this. Number one involved is faith, right? If you don't believe you're going to hear from God, then chances are you ain't going to hear from him. (laughs) If you don't believe there is a God, I can pretty much count on the fact that you're not going to hear from him. So if number one ingredient in order to be able to hear from God would be faith. Seems simple. And I promise you, if you've heard from him in the past, your faith increases because you, hey, I've heard from him before. I know I can hear from him again. Well, that goes along with a verse. It's in the Bible, right? Faith. How do you get faith? Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. Well, part of the way you get faith is by spending time in God's word. In fact, the best advice, or some of the best advice certainly I ever got in my life was a man who told me, go to bed an hour earlier and get up an hour earlier, that was Norman Vincent Peale, and start reading the Bible. And now the cool thing about reading the Bible that he shared, and I just believed, I don't know why, he said the Bible was never meant to be read alone. There's four of you involved. There's God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and God the Son, and you. And so these guys are saying, come read our book with us. <laughs> they, and, and so if you try to read it on your own, good luck with that, okay? <laughs> I mean, it's not going to go for, so good for you. But if you realize that you're reading it with a three-in-one, if you realize that you're reading it with a trinity, then you get to find out that this book is not a book of exceptions, as a good friend of mine always tells me, Darren. The, book, the, the Bible is a book of examples, and when you think about all the people that heard from God, okay, in the Bible, just think about them. From, you got Abraham, Moses, Gideon, Joseph, Samuel, you remember that one? Or David, Solomon, Joseph, and Mary heard. That in the New Testament, you got Paul. You even have Thomas. Now, he may have been a doubter, but he heard from Jesus after the resurrection, right? He said, put your hand right here. All these people heard from God. And this, this, this is telling you that this is a normal thing. So spending time in the Word of God not only gives you faith that it can happen, that you can hear from God, but it also helps you recognize his voice over other voices because you'll know, well, that doesn't line up with the Scripture. That wasn't God. It lines up with Scripture. This is seeming to sound like God. So number one is faith. Number two, unplug in other words, God ain't usually going to compete. Now, if you're in an emergency situation, he may compete with a lot of noise and stuff. But for the most part, he does, he, he's, not, he's not interested in competing with all the other stuff you got going on. All right? So the other big thing in my life I've learned from an early age, that if I'm going to hear from God, I've got to unplug. Now, I, I'll tell this short, quick story. I was the general manager at Crown Dodge, which was my dream to someday be a general manager in a Dodge store. And I finally got it, and I was blowing it right and left. We weren't selling any cars. Our customer satisfaction was in the ditch. And I literally was at a point in my life where I had no understanding why I was even on the earth. And so I went out in a field. I'd heard about this prayer where you're supposed to hear from God. And I went out in this field expecting to hear from God. And I laid there, and I tried to be at peace. I tried to unplug. I I didn't have my cell phone out there because they didn't have cell phones back then. (laughs) I I had nothing. I was just trying to hear from God. I fell asleep. I got in a lot of trouble. The next morning I got up, I prayed and prayed and prayed, and I just listened. I wasn't saying anything. I was listening because I knew I needed to hear from God. I don't understand the context of my life, why I even exist. And God showed up, the Holy Spirit, and he said, Robbie, 
when it's all said and done, it's not going to matter how many cars you sell, and it's not going to matter what your customer satisfaction is. There is no rating for that in heaven. They don't give you anything for a high customer satisfaction index. He said, <laughs> what's going to really matter is how many people you really helped. You see, and he's looking beyond what I saw in the small story, and he's taking me to the larger story and say, look at the larger story here, okay? Because I knew, number one, I had faith I would hear from him. Number two, I unplugged and I listened and I believed and I was attentively listening to hear God's voice. Your oil can tell you a lot, but I'm going to tell you, God can tell you a whole lot more. (laughs) So thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guys show. We certainly want to thank Tom Slick, actually Tom Johnson with JG Lubricant Services this morning. And all that information, by the way, about the oil, about if you want to go deep, if you want to find out more about oil, I can tell you, go to ChristianCarGuy.com, click on JG Lubricant. You're going to go deeper than you ever thought possible on what's up with all this oil stuff. And, of course, my good friend Jerry from Ray's Body Shop. Thank you. Jerry, as always, it's an honor to have you on here with me. Uh, Great show. And, hey, take the moment this week to analyze. Analyze your oil. Analyze your auto body. Analyze your walk with Christ. Yeah, get alone with God this weekend. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.